The message you are about to listen to is brought to you by the Fountain of Life Church Hope Center. We believe that the Word of God has power through the Holy Spirit to cause remarkable changes in your life. And as you meditate and act on these words, your life will become a testimony. His choice and his sacrifice is equal to your worth. What is it going to be? Agatha, I was thinking about it this week. And I said, God, what is it going to be? Am I going to settle down for, for watered down gospel? Watered down. The gospel cannot be watered down, but the narration. Comfortable Christianity. And when I'm pushed to give sacrifices, I'll be like, no, 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 this is not it. Is it the same gospel that this we were willing to die for? Paul said, I count everything lost to know Jesus. Everything else is lost to know Jesus. But now, am I counting everything worth it and sacrificing knowing Jesus? Have you not switched the script? And we're wondering why there is no power. We look at the number of churches in our nation. We look at the number of believers in our nation. Look at the quality of the nation we have. It does not, you cannot correlate it. You cannot because we're just attendees. We're attendees of, of, of buildings. Labeled as churches. We thank God for the church. But believe you me, you are the church. So you get out of there and reflect Christ Jesus. Not compromise the name of Jesus. Look at the quality. We we'll have crusade. We have meetings. We have receipts. We have meetings. And the place is packed. Even people can find road to pass. Yet. 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 Jesus used 12 people. And they shook the earth. Till death were still receiving the impact of the apostles. How many are we in Nigeria? How many are we in Africa? How many are we in America? And yet. The world is not feeling as it should the impact. One man, Jesus, did something and shook the earth. And he looked at you and I. He said, greater work than this you shall do. Yet, we've not even measured up to do the work he did. We're still struggling to even get to the part of the work we did. What is the problem? It is not the promise. It's our devotion. It is not the promise. The promise still stands. The promise still stands. Every time God is crying out, who is the one man that will partner with me? Who is the one man that will say, my prayer is not just to me, bless me, have me, and be great me, Lord me. Who is ready to say, no, you don't even make a decision. Do you understand? Believers, you don't make decisions on your own. Because he's good does not mean he's God. You don't just wake up and make decisions. You have to partner with God to make decisions. Because many people have worked out of alignment because of good ideas. And you missed out on what God wants you to. Forgetting is his positioning that determines the resources released to you. You go out of sync and then you begin to struggle. I, I told you about the book. And God told him that 10 years of struggle was unnecessary. A lot of us are going through and say, it's for the cross. The reason for the cross, we have not even gone through it. That one you are going through sometimes is your foolishness. 
What you is the is the persecution because of gospel? We have not seen what it is to stand for the God. We a lot of us have not experienced that one you are talking about is your negligence, lack of wisdom and alignment. What is it going to be? That's what I heard the Lord say to me this week. Guys, I'm tired of playing church. I don't even engage in it. What is it gonna be? You cannot be out in church and, and stink at home. That lifestyle is getting obsolete. You can't be that great woman worship leader in church, but you are terror at the place of work. You can't be taking God's people, you can't be taking advantage of God's people. It is going, is out. You cannot. What is it gonna be? You can't pack up and say, God, you didn't do XYZ. I said, God is ATM. I'm sorry they told you come to Christ and will solve all your problem. No, you come to Christ Jesus, you carry the cross. It is a privilege to receive salvation. Salvation in itself is, is if that is all you've got, you've got something. Because when you cry, get Christ Jesus, it will create so much inside of you and through you. What is it going to be? We talked about the seed last week and the Lord is asking us this morning, what is it going to be? John 3.16 For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not come to destruction, but have eternal life. We quoted the scripture so much that some of us don't understand the value of it anymore. John 3, 16, I'll use TPT. So here is God's way. Here is the way God loved the world. God wanted to show. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. That was God's choice. That was God's sacrifice. God had to choose what it was going to be. God saw the state of the world and the question came up, God, what is it going to be? Are we going to let them to continue to sacrifice ram and cow? Or are we going to do the deal? God also is faced with the question, what is it going to be? And God decided, I will send my only begotten son. So today, the question is standing before you, what is it going to be? You know what I'm more scared of? Is believers that are living carnal lives. It's carnal Christianity. You don't understand? You're already saved, but you've not divorced yourself from carnality. Doing things in the flesh, dwelling in the flesh realm, responding based on your flesh. No one said, No, that I'm a Christian. That's the problem. You should not be the fact that you have accepted Christ. We ended that life of Egypt. You cannot be pulling out the card of back when you were not saved and justifying that it's because I'm a Christian. I'm not showing you. What is it going to be? Praise God. And this morning, the Lord took me. The first one was his choice and his sacrifice. The next one is our choice. What is going to be this morning, church? Matthew 13, 44 to 46. Matthew 13, 44 to 46. I'm going to use the Amplified Version first. It says, the kingdom of God is like something precious. Does that sound like John 3, 16? Something precious buried in the field, which a man found and hid again. The guy hid again. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of God is like a man who is a dealer in search of a fine and precious pearls. Who, on finding a single pearl of great price, went and sold all. Hmm. Message translation puts it this way. God's kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field for years and then accidentally found by a trespasser. The finder is ecstatic. What a find and proceeds to sell everything he owns to raise money and buy that field. 
But the kingdom of God is like a jewel. Matches on God for exquisite pearls. Finding out that it's flawless. It sells everything to buy. Guys, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? What are you ready to give up for what Christ has given up for you? What is it going to be? This man, the kingdom is like a fine a jewel. The kingdom Christ has died for you. They've given us salvation. What are you going to do with it? This man doesn't keep some and buys what he found. He sells all and buys what is found. What are you willing to give up? Before I end, I'm going to take us through a process where we'll be writing our book. And I'm going to take you through a process. What is all to you? Define what is all to you. Your time. Your money. Your life. Your devotion. Your vocation. What are you willing to give up? Even your character. Your life. I remember I was speaking to someone a time ago. I was talking about discipleship. And a lot of times we think discipleship and this part of the world, we think a mentor is someone that's just calling the shots. I've had to disciple and mentor people with tears in my eyes. Tears in my eyes because God is killing me. <laughs> He's dealing with me as I'm having to lead them. What do I mean? I'm having to sacrifice the idea. And it's not sacrifice because I'm ready to do them a favor. Because at the end of the day, I'm becoming a better person. So both for the discipler and the disciple, meaning both for the mentor and the mentee. With Christ Jesus, both of you are supposed to evolve. Do you know what it is to love a Judas? And we say it like, oh, there's a Judas in your midst. I'm not talking about there's a Judas in your midst. Watch out. No. Jesus was leading Judas and for once we did not know that it was Judas. He did not mistakenly step on his feet. He was preaching the message and hoping that everyone's hearts will be, will be taught. Why am I saying this? A lot of us, we do good and we begin to make like we deserve, we deserve a, 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 an award for doing good. Did you get that? You love your neighbor and you, decide, you think that because you are loving your neighbor, somebody should kill around for you and like, wow, you are doing... No, 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 that is how you should be if you're in Christ Jesus. Because you choose peace in your home. Darling, nobody needs to... I mean, it's good, appreciate yourself, but nobody needs to do you a billboard on the road that you have done something that is out of this world. You know why? That is how we are to live. What is it going to be? What are you going to sacrifice for this Christ and for this gospel? What are you willing to give up Praise God. The next thing is our devotion. And this is where it got interesting for me. I've shown you what is your choice this morning. What are you going to give up? How are you spending your time? I gave you an assignment last week. Track your time. How are you spending your time? How many hours goes into prayer? You know, this generation, the reason why they will come and tell you that cow is now the Messiah is because a lot of us really don't read our Bibles. A lot of us don't really read our Bibles. Praise God. Now let's go to our devotion. Matthew 2, 17. And the Lord gave me this scripture because I was having a share with my husband. I'm, I'm beginning to ask a lot of questions. And I think you should. Why do you believe the things you believe? Why do you pay tithe? Why do you come to church? Why do you give your offering? Some of us, the reason why we serve the way we serve is because we've not asked ourselves, why are we serving? Why will I give God half-measured service? It's because maybe I think I'm serving my pastor. But when I know I'm serving God, it will change the way you see things and you do things. Matthew 21, verse 12 to 17. Upon entering Jerusalem, Jesus went directly to the area and drove all the merchants who were buying and selling their goods. 
he overturned the tables of the money changers and stands of those selling doves. And he said to them, my dwelling place will be known as a house of prayer, but you have made it into the hangout for thieves. Then the blind and the cripple came into the court, temple court and Jesus healed them all. And the children circled him shouting, blessings and praises be to the name of the Lord. What are the lessons here? Number one, did you see what happened? Jesus, if you read that scripture, triumphant, um, Jesus entered, just entered Jerusalem. Hosanna, Hosanna was happening, praise God. And Jesus Christ came, people were throwing their clothes. I mean, so some of us are having great moments. I'm wondering, I'm really good with God, but God is coming to you this morning and saying, is that the best you can give me? You're like, oh, but God, I give my 10% and even extra. I give to the beggar, I take, God, I'm doing my, you know. I know one day I was passing, the Lord said to me, when will we stop thanking people for doing their job? We can appreciate people for what they do, but it's not like a culture. You were put in power to serve the people. But when you now serve, you now do a billboard to say, see what I've done. That's why you were there. But it's not just people in power. Even us, when we love our neighbors, we expect to be celebrated for loving our neighbors. Darling, that's what you, that's how you are. You are in Christ Jesus. That is to be your response. We should be shocked if you don't love your neighbor. We should be shocked if you don't speak well to your wife. We should be shocked if you don't honor your husband. We should not the other way around. The next thing I'm challenging is your devotion. And what is the lesson here? Jesus entered the temple and he saw that they were selling. Now a lot of people have thought God had a problem with rich. This wasn't about being rich or anything. It wasn't about what was like, what are you doing in my temple? What are you doing in my temple? If you read history of the place they were, it was where the Gentiles were supposed to come in. Number one, that was a feast going on. The feast of Passover was coming on. So people had to travel from different places to come there. So when they get to that place, number one, you have to change your currency from Roman currency to the Jewish currency to be able to give. Because it was really only, you can't just bring any, you know, those money then will have the face of probably Caesar and all of that. So you can't just come here and do any out in the temple of God. Is anybody with me? So that's why there had to be money changers there. <laughs> But guess what's happening? They were extorting people. If you read different translation, it's, not, it's the same way black market. Dollar is this one. This one is that one. They were extorting people. All right? That's one. Two, you can't be dragging your animal, for instance, if you're coming from Bethlehem. You can't be dragging your animal from wherever to Jerusalem. So you buy the stuff. And so people were selling. So look at this. The object of sacrifice that they were selling, they were extorting. So, so people could not afford to buy what they're supposed to sacrifice. So when God was challenging, if I was in the leaders meetings, it's another direction I will go. God is challenging. What are we doing in the house of God? How are you taking care of the people God has brought in your environment? What are you doing? Have you made gospel unaccessible to people because they have or they don't have? Have you created a class in the body? This is for the haves and the haves not. What are we doing? That's what God was challenging. So he chased them out. You know what took, got my attention? And immediately... The cripple came in to be healed. Guys, you need to check. So where were the cripple before? They could not have, they, almost like they could not. The purpose of the house has now become secondary. We have turned into merchandise situation. So the, immediately he cleared it out. The people that needed him were able to find their way through. And then they found healing. Now that's the beauty. Now, guess what? According to first Corinthians, that is, and I at the temple of God. What are you doing with God's temple? You, all of us. What are we doing with God's temple? How are we taking care of this body? Physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Are you resting or you're driving yourself out of the name of you keep up with mammon? 
When last did you have a good sleep? You're wondering how is this relevant? It's relevant because it's the God's body. Let me read it to you. First Corinthians 6:19. Do you not know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have received from God, and that you do not own your own property? You don't own your body, sir. You cannot just go and wake up and want to turn from black to yellow if you're not created yellow. And we put, you know, we have separated, we think that God is just interested in the way you speak. It's in every aspect of your life. Why do you dress the way you dress? Why do you wear what you wear? Why do you go where you go to? Do you not know you're at the temple? Now, this is the other part. Are you injuring people from expressing Jesus? The way you live your life? Because the people could not go to Christ. He had to chase them out. What are the things that God needs to clean out of your life so that people can see Jesus clearly through you? What are the things in your life? For some of us, it's our character. Is our character the reason why some people think, you know what, this God thing, I'm out. Is your character the reason why people cannot follow you to church? Some of you cannot invite people to church. You can't believe that you're a Christian. Guys, what is it going to be? How are you doing your business? You say you are Christ-like, you have a business, but your business, there is no sign of, of still worshiping your business. You don't steward it well. Though you walk in somebody else's business and they are every day praying to God to send them help, but you are there because you have become a curse. God forbid. So question I have for you today, what are you doing with the body of God? Another one, are you taking advantage of people? You borrow money, say so you pay back, you don't pay back. Believers who rent properties, where somewhere, yes, I'm aware that the person that occupied that place not paid for seven years, refused, refused to give them their property back. And guess what? They even went to court. You went to court to fight over what is not yours. There's no difference between you and what the people got chased out of the temple. Taking advantage of people. Can I come to business people? The pricing. A lady told me of something that happened, a very dear friend. She introduced somebody, she said, I, I need business. Okay, let me introduce you to somebody. How many of you have spoiled people's name? You spoiled other people's goodwill because of your lack of good character. They introduced you to somebody to do business and you spoiled the person's name, spoiled yourself. And that person's goodwill has gone minus one. And this lady asked her, I need help. My friend introduced her to this person. And she was supposed to, let me put it this way, Maureen and I are supposed to be business partner based on introduction. So Moin's like, she Moin comes with this plan. Ah, look at this cup. It's sold for 1,000 naira. Let us do it together. Ah, you know what? Let's split it into two. 500. We'll do it and share the return. And we kept on. Only for realize that when we buy the cup, people are not buying it. Later, the girl found out where Moin was getting it from. That Moin was actually getting it for 300 naira. So you're telling me that we're in partnership. So it's actually just my money that I'm giving Moin that she's using to buy. And then you now make profit. Can I shock you? This person is a believer. Tongue speaking, demon shaking, mountain climbing. But guess what? The demon shaking has not shook the demon in 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 as him or herself. And then the lady was so out; she was heartbroken. Some of us that were privileged to do Uber, the car is on your car, or oh, you drive it anyhow. You see the portal, you join that. If it was your own, you would slow down a bit. You will enter. Oh, I, will. I cannot be bothered. Well, last, last. We'll be all right. Hey, God says, if you're not faithful in another man's business, we will give you your own. The, the prerequisite of getting your own is to be faithful. You see, we're afraid of being caught, but there's one that catches us every day. We're afraid of being caught by your boss, your spouse, but there's one that's looking at you every day, misbehaving. Look, like, look. Why? We don't have devotion for God anymore, so there's no only reverence or fear anymore. 
But when you know that the one that you love is right there staring at you as you are selling that lie, how come that is not able to stop you? I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to be caught. There are two different things. I don't want to be caught in fear of man. I don't want to hurt him. It's reverence for God. And if you reverence God, you are able to live at peace with God. So are you taking advantage of people? Business owner. I mean, there's nothing wrong with making profits, but there's a kind of profit that is greed. You put the, the markup, it's not here. Or the people that package online course. You package online course that you know is zero. You've gone to YouTube, which is not their fault, yeah. It's the fault of people that want to be foolish. The thing they are selling to you, there's no value. Let me tell you something. This person, these people are not using it. I think of people that are doing those, and we have a couple of people in our midst, and we can see the outcome. But there are people that you are packaging rubbish for people. Or was it that one of people selling tea and was damaging people's organ? Damaging people's organ. Can I shock you? They pay tithe. You are your tithes. May you not blow up. Because we have come to a place that we think that we can bribe our way with God. Because I don't know, that's not the kind of fast. Go and read Isaiah. This is not the kind of fast I want. This is not the kind of giving I want. Give your best. Give in truth. So we'll package. Imagine. Said, I read one yesterday. I don't know how true it is. They were writing to the company to say people are getting sick. Yet yeah, they were still selling it. Or some of you that oppress people because you have money. You talk to people anyhow. You look down on people. No respect. No value. Nothing. Guess what you're doing? You're like those guys that Jesus drove out of the temple. You're taking advantage of people. Oh, is it one time that somebody, I can't remember what we wanted to do. We asked somebody for help. Ah, oh, let me give you another word. This is not in Christian. We came to church when we went to near water. So we went somewhere to go and buy water. I don't know what I was telling. I think it was what I was saying. I went to go and buy water. Only for me to realize that these guys actually just put in water. It was tap water. They covered it, put it together, and we're buying water. I just tasted that water. God bless my husband. He has down the water thing before I relay. I'm like, babe, did you taste what I just said? Yeah, I, I think I did. I tasted, I'm like, ah ah. Ele yo is water. I now saw that the thing did not do cra. It didn't, there was no, there was no cra. So what am I saying, guys? How many of us are serving shots? Also, what that we do right? Who I put everything. You have not yet reached there. You say I've arrived. Why? You start to put. You don't understand what is at stake. You don't know what's at stake. They ask you, can this thing last for three days? Ah, one week, and you know it's twenty-four hours. You buy a product that is defective, or you don't have it. Most of the people defrauding people online, I can bet 80% are Christians. Why do I know? I engage even the ones around, some people I know every day, and I'm like, you can't be. I was in a meeting one day, and this woman, I think was there. The woman, the woman just came. What well, was it? Came to the front. Came, what? What is it? And she carried usher for chairs, like usher. Insulting us, dragging us. At a point, I looked at her. I said, no, I told her, like, it's okay. I just looked at her, and I said, you know what? Man. Please, let's value what you're carrying. You represent something. You don't do this. You don't talk to people. Although some of us have selective honor. There's nothing that I'm praying to God to help me. So you normally, kindness is not your fruit of the spirit. You are still developing that fruit. But when you see this pastor, Bishop William, they come in, you quickly borrow your neighbor's own. You quickly, quickly, quickly. And you know, 
It's like saying that you enter the... So, Pastor Olivier used a perfume because you know that you don't have perfume. Now enter with this entourage. So the perfume just covered. Like, oh, this one is smelling nice, but it's not you. That's what we do when we don't develop fruits and we try to show off that we have fruits. You are just hiding in euphoria. After a while, it will show that you don't have it. You just stay in the corner. So it's coming. Ah, good morning, sir. How's your day? Oh, Pastor, you so blessed my life. The question is, can your family member attest to that? To you, that that's who you are. I tell people, want to know people. I'm not talking about kisses. No, no. People doesn't mean they don't. I don't have a problem with that. Like I said last week, some of us, the this generation that we are so sensitive. Everything is you're touching me. Don't touch me there. They correct you. Say, oh my God, it's hurting me there. How do we grow? Anything? Oh my God, that's toxic. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about genuinely people knowing who you are. Can your driver? Your cook. Did you see that woman that was going around in, on social media that was beating a boy? Did you see that story? I'm like, oh my God. But guess what? Some of us are doing it. Maybe not small child, but how do you treat the people around you? Kasali! You was a madam. Where's my bag? That your phone ring. Pastor calls you. Ah, Pastor, glory to God. How are you? There's one that is catching you every day. And that's you are offering him. He doesn't accept it. God does not accept double standard. The you in church cannot be different from the you at home. You see, no matter how much you step on a cockroach, it cannot bleed. It doesn't have capacity to. Somebody say, no, no, it's pressure. No, it's not pressure. Pressure just exposes what is inside of you. And it's not shame. If you say that you are, when I see any of my life, that, ah, this thing, there was a time I remember, I was just, I would, maybe it was like joke. I'm just yeah, like, look at this one, their head. I'm also saying, ah, ah. And I was doing it, but ah, this one, I say, hey, some of you, it's inside joke. I said, who has entered my space that has deposited, that picked something off? Some of you, there are some people you need to divorce yourself from because it's influencing you. I don't care what they want to give to you. If it doesn't make you more like Christ, except you're sent there on an assignment, and that assignment you will not compromise because even then they do not chop vegetable. They not chop meat. You see, I'm not a vegetarian, so... It's, it's. So are you taking advantage of people? Guess what? The next one. Do you stand for righteousness? In this culture, where everybody wants, oh, nobody wants to be dragged. So don't drag my wig on Twitter. Look at what's happening with the sports. Now, because he has, he's touching them now, they're speaking out. They're now suing for allowing um, for other people competing female because now they can't win anything anymore so everybody's not trying to be politically correct no it's not right this is for the women when we're telling you that our bible tell us something you say we're mad so now you're seeing that we, we you are not spreading you because now some people are saying i'm 55 but i feel like i'm 12 inside so for that reason they can sleep with your 13 year old child and they will try to justify it but some of us no it's just celebrity icon that post it. You just, we are look away. But to stand for, I'm not saying, pull, I'm not talking about phonic now. The, the extreme one is these ones that sit down on comment to drag everybody that's, that's, a, that's a dangerous spirit. That's not what I'm talking about. But in your own way, do you stand for righteousness? It was some people that called the attention of authorities to that boy's situation. Imagine nobody called the authorities to that boy. He would still be there. Amen. She's almost turning to go to <laughs> So my point is, guys, do you see what I'm saying? Do you stand for righteousness in your office? Apply wisdom. Stand for righteousness. Someone says wisdom. Wisdom is not unrighteousness. 
Wisdom is righteousness. I don't want to tell him. He come and eat your bomb. He said, <laughs> or he touch your hand anyhow. He said, how are you, baby girl? <laughs> he said, it's wisdom. It's the one that does my praise. After I get my promotion, I will show him who I am. My darling. There's an opportunity to stand for Christ with love. With love. I'm not saying, ah, sir, your family, your generation. Ah, no, 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 wait first before we get there. With love. Praise God. Are you taking lessons from this scripture? When we read it, we say, Angel was just throwing them out. We are now the temple. We are now the temple. What does God need to clean out in our house? What does God need to clean out? I tell people, if people meet me, my greatest testimony and my forever will be my life off stage, not my life on stage. Because the anointing upon can create many things to happen. You know, the Holy Ghost is moving. When they are around when I'm about to eat, who am I? Who am I when I'm going through a season of lack? You can't explain that it's lack. Ma, if it's not in you, it will not come out. So sometimes, some things happen to reveal what's in you so you can recalibrate. Because say, God, Jesus, I'm snappy. When I'm, ah, there's a time, how many of you, when your account is going to 5,000, your eyes is shining like this. Somebody just be saying, ah, do you? I don't have it. They've not said what they want. <laughs> oh, you're married. I said, baby, can we? say, baby, we cannot. I said, I was just going to say, can we pray together? That's not in front of the spirit. Joy is not dependent on happenings. Joy is a reflection of who you carry on your inside. So money or no money, that's what Paul said, I've learned to abound and abase. You are not more respectful when you have money. My people, we should not love our spouses when there's money. Ah, daddy, welcome. You are the head of my toe. You are the toe of my head. How many, what do you want? Three meats. Come and receive it. But the day Baba say, ah, he say, you say, what is there to us? Ah, what was provided for us to have? God is merciful. No. A wise woman builds a home. A faithful man is a, is a pillar in the house. At the same time, two men, not when there's no money, that's when you're using sign language. See, we're not, we're not, we're not, we didn't go to school to learn sign language. Tell us what's going on. <laughs> Jam the dog. What's the problem? No, no, I just, I just need to be left alone. I need, I need some time. Oh God, what's going on? Tell us. Is it 5K? Let's know how we plan it. I said the other day, it's a season that will pass. Gary may endure for tonight. Tomorrow, chicken my rice. So, so, don't throw down to it will pass. I told you the other day, even when my friend came, Mbanu, is what I have, I will give you. Nobody can put me under pressure. It is my house you came to. If you do anything, I'll bring your food when you're coming. And guess what? I will eat it with you. Why is this important, guys? We allow people to put us under pressure. I went somewhere over the weekend, and when I got home, as I was going, I tell you, people, no matter where I go, I Toby was there. Toby was just doing anyhow. Toby was just, I saw Toby doing like, wow, this is going to be a great future. <laughs> Toby entered the kitchen and doing stuff. I was looking at her. I said, hmm. We will soon go back to where we are coming from. <laughs> Why am I saying that? Guys, a lot of us, we break under pressure because of what society is telling you it should be like. See, these things are temporary things. The weightier things is who you are. Who you becoming? Do you know what it is? I, I told you, Tessa, with my friend, for nine years, going through with her husband, when the Lord turned around the captive, one day the man woke up and just said, with tears, they went through a lot. I just want to appreciate you. I appreciate that I will tell me you. 
Or people see the terminal in the car. I'm like, oh my God, I love your God. She'll be like, do you know what I went through? Do you, it's the same thing we do with Jesus. I love the benefit of resurrection. Do you want to die? But guess what, guys? God says die daily. I'll show you. The cost of carrying, of following Christ is to die and carry the cross. Is somebody getting blessed this morning? Don't, don't take advantage of people. Stand for righteousness and for fam. I don't know why I'm particular about this. I don't think it's school that people take their children to. Now it's not competition. It's to show that you're not poor. Then you go and borrow to take your children to school you cannot really afford. Should they have good education? Yes. Then you can plan it. You can get a good teacher. And some of us, we didn't go to the best of schools. So don't get me wrong. Aspire to perspire, but don't expire. Aspire for great things, but plan it. If you cannot feature in it yet, can you see it? With due time, doing what you should do, you will get there. If you can, all you can do is enter boss. Enter it with joy, Jesus' joy. Use the opportunity to preach the gospel. I said, Father Lord, look at this. The reason why I cannot enter one chance, I need to preach the gospel. So together, Lord, we'll preach the gospel. Are you getting me? If all you can stop, please, for a moment. Because what will happen is, you take your attention off what you're taking. And you focus on the things that will pass. Praise God. Our revelation. Mark 8. I started by saying, what did I say first? Let me see if you are following me. It's choices and sacrifice equals your worth. The next one is what? My cho- your, your, what? your choice. The next one is what? Only small people, they write. No problem. I'm encouraged. Borrow Boma's notes. The third one is our devotion. Uh, uh, third one is our devotion. And the fourth one now is our revelation. Mark 8, 23 to 26. And they came to Bethsaida and brought him to a blind man and begged him to touch him. Then he caught the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. What you might think, what am I doing? I took different scripture to ask you the Lord, to ask you the question, what is it going to be? When it comes to your devotion, what is it going to be? When it comes to revelation, what is it going to be? When it comes to your choice, what is it going to be? And let him out. And then Jesus spit on the man's eyes. Let me put in today's translation. Jesus took a level. I don't know what, sorry. Sorry, forgive me. My husband's like, I don't know what. Jesus took spit. Let's take with spit, please. Jesus took saliva, mix it together, doesn't mm, put it together, put it on the guy's eyes. The question I have for you: How many of you can stay with God even when it's uncomfortable? How many of you can stay with God even when it's unconventional? And I'm saying this with a sense of responsibility because I know what I'm saying. How many of you can stay with God doing? It feels like you don't you don't have control of your life anymore. How many of you are comfortable to let God be God, even if it means using spit and mud on your eyes? Do you know what they were told the guy? There's a man that can heal. He would just speak the word like this and you're here. And he gets there. He didn't speak the word. He said he took him by the hand first, took him out of the village. What was that? Took him away from the familiar. Took him away from the noise. Revelation is number one. What do you want to do? God wants alone time with you. Prayer calls are great. It will encourage you. But God wants alone time with you. To grow in revelation and knowledge of Jesus, you need to spend time with God alone. It's not collaborative. It's not release collaborative single. Sometimes it's just you and God. So God took him. Thank you very much for bringing me this far. Thank you so much, Pastor Lumide, Pastor Missy, for the revelation you're giving me this far. It's your responsibility to now go take the hand of God and go deeper. But some of you are still waiting for next to come and open the door deeper for you. You have been standing in front of deeper since 1801. 
But to take that step, pay that sacrifice, get up, finish a book in a month. Some of us have carried one book for three years. And I realized one day, I realized I used to read a lot. And I'm like, God, and God said to me, you see, nothing will change. 24 hours will not become 48 hours. In fact, when you say I don't have time, what it means is I don't have time for this. But I have time for something else. Because it's not as if you don't have time. It means that you have 20 hours. It's 24 hours. So God took him out by the hand. Look at the good news. You're not alone. God took him by the hand. Some of you, God is leading you in the wilderness. You're struggling. God, I don't know this road. He said, I'm with you. Follow me. He's leading you on to uncommon path. Ah, no, God, I don't do this. My I'm with you. Follow me. He said, you stay there. Well, God, everybody's leaving. Stay there. He said, you move. He said, but everybody's not moving. He said, stay there. Follow Jesus out of the wilderness. Why? God brought him, separated him from people. How many of you are ready for the separation? Some of you are still holding on to some people. And God is saying, let them go. Let it go. He said, no. They brought me this far. This is the man that gave me my first opportunity. Fantastic. Continue to honor them. But what if God is calling you into something higher? But sentiment, you must understand that sentiment is not the fruit of the spirit. Sentiment can keep you stuck in a place. And sentiment can be traced to the fear of men. You are afraid to take a stand so that you are not. So, God now took speed, put it inside. Then said, what do you see? He said, I see men like trees. Now, some of us, that's enough for us. At least, I can see something. So you continue to go out. But you're not seeing clearly, so you're still stumbling in your way. You're still kicking things. Why? You left there too soon. When you leave your problem, for time, you will see men like trees. You won't see that vision clearly. When you don't spend time with God to renew that vision, you will think you have the picture of the, of the vision, but it's not clear. God wants you to start a business, but he wants you to, to do it with two men. Because you just saw vision, write a song, you just go, bam, I'll do it with three women. But God's idea is to do it with two men, but you didn't stay long enough to see the picture. So you go out, do it with two, three men, women, you begin to struggle, because that is not the original plan. And then you say, God help me. And God is saying, go back to the drawing board. Anybody here struggling with an idea, struggling with a vision, most times, You've, the vision might be right, but you've gotten your hour wrong. When we started off years ago, one of the things God told me, I do not see it in scripture why you should enter death to do God's work. I might be wrong, but I've not seen it in the Bible that Jesus modeled it that you enter death to do it wrong. And people have justified it. Is it possible that you expand beyond, you expanded beyond your level of faith? Is it possible? It's because of how they are doing now. You know, Camera light action. You two, you now go camera light action. The God says you do online, but you say, ah, no, offline. So I can have beautiful setup. One of the things, and I want to bless you with this, no matter how great the vision is, I've never been, I've, God has helped me never to get stuck with the biggest of the vision that I'm not able to take my first step, no matter how small. A lot of us get stuck with the great idea, but to take the first step and grow into it. Read the story of businesses. Some people had to come down to rise again. Be careful. So I had to, it was not easy. I even say, no, I was just saying something yesterday. I said, oh God, is it like me? I cannot. You see, and I said, God, is it my faith? What do I need to do? And God was asking, why do you want that? Praise God. So, so the men, don't see men like trees. So God brought him out to separate him. Then he waited. God now healed him again. I said, what do you see? He said, I see everything well. Now look at this. God sent him to his house, telling him, don't even enter the village or tell anyone here. Why would God tell him, don't go back? 
God was, God was saying, if you look at the story of Mesida, it's a temple for unbelief. It's one of the towns that God cursed. So God was saying, don't go back to unbelief. Don't go back to where you came from. Go back to your house, but don't pass the way you went. Don't go back to those people. As God separated you from some people, but they are dangling, they are dangling goodness. You know, it's the way you begin to justify sin. Praise God. Anybody here with me? There's a way you begin to justify sin. For instance, last week, promise. This week is I will give you rest on all sides. But you know that the devil can clone rest and tell you it's rest. If you don't discern it, you enter into trouble. Someone can bring offer that will compromise your standard and everything you've got. And it look like rest. You say, ah, but they said rest will come on all sides and you take it. But can I tell you something? You know that it's wrong. The moment you're trying to justify why you are doing a thing, take a minute to think. Is it, is it possible I'm trying to explain myself out of God's will? So they took him out, separated him, and God said, don't go back. He saw men like trees. What if he have left that way? What if he didn't stay long with God? How many of us are jumping out of encounters with God instead of staying long enough to see what God has got to do for us? Another thing I said, God, this hit me. Why would God say, don't tell anyone? From the perspective of God. God knew he was not here to just be the healer. He was here to teach. He was here to be the savior. Is it possible that sometimes your miracle, if you don't see what it will, can be a distraction for what God is next about to do? Let me explain. The goal for God was not going to come on earth and heal people. The goal for God, out of love, he will heal, will do all these good works, to show us how to do what was to die and redeem us all. For some of us, the moment we start healing people, and they say, ah, and sacrifice the ultimate for good. Good sometimes can be the enemy of the God's best for you. So you are healing, you are doing great things. God has told you, uh, whatever, you are, you are doing it, you are seeing results, the byproduct of your obedience. And you just realize that that is, you know, sometimes you wanted to make God king. You wanted to make Jesus king because of all the good things he did. He ran away. How many of you are running away from the things that are good, but you know they're not good? That open door, that promotion, that, that, but you know it's not God. How many of you are able to turn away and say, I can't take that deal. I'm going to compromise. I'm not doing it. It will cost you. But you'll gain something. Praise God. And finally, the cost to follow. Somebody said the cost to follow. Remember where we started from this morning. What do you want to see? Is it Jesus? What is the cost? Ladies and gentlemen, please open your Bible to Mark 4, 34 to 38. Hmm. Message translation. I love this. Mark 8, 34 to 38. The message translation. Calling the crowd to join the disciples, he said, Mark 8, 34 to 38. Calling the crowd to join the disciples, he said, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You are not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Hmm. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way. My way. My way. The way to saving yourself, your true self, is self-sacrifice. What good will it do to get everything you want and lose you, the real you? Hmm. What could you ever trade for your soul? What could you ever trade your soul for? If any of you are embarrassed over me and the way I'm leading you, when you get around your fickle and unfocused friends, know that you will even get greater embarrassment 
You'll, be, you'll even be an even greater embarrassment to the son when he arrives in all his splendor, his father with an army of the holy angels. Praise God. Did you get that? I want to take this beat by beat and we'll pray. Anyone want to follow Jesus here? Can you raise your hand? Guess who's at the driver's seat? Who's at the driver's seat? Have you ever sat beside somebody that drives with a mouth? I'm one of such. I know all the rules. No, 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 break it down, press it. Oh my God, slow down. No, 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 what you need to do is to start, because I really drive well. I drive with my mouth. And that's what some of us will do. You are not the one at the driver's seat. Ogade, use your seatbelt and relax. You're not the one at the driver's seat. You can't tell, the man, he, guess what, and Jesus is our GPS. He's the one telling us where to go. I said, no, 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 don't turn there, don't turn. They said, this is where you are turning to. They said, no, God, don't ever forget. You're not the one at the driver's seat. The question I have for you as we wrap up this morning. See, you're not in the driver's seat. Don't run from suffering. How many of you are running away from suffering? Raise your hand. Don't lie. Yes. I'm not yet to come and suffer. Anyway, I cannot come and kill myself. Anybody like that? But do you know that long suffering is part of the fruit of the Spirit? Guess what? It's not even just short suffering. It's long suffering. Can somebody let me Google what's the meaning of long? Let me look for a dictionary. I didn't do that. Please use my phone, please. Long suffering. How do you develop long suffering if you don't suffer? But the beautiful thing about God is that there is grace. What is the suffering? The suffering to not sleep. The suffering not to watch Netflix all the time. The sacrifice of not... You know what, eating every time, you know what you can say. Have you ever been in a place where you know... What do you say? Facey. What's that face? Something. Respond. There's a Yoruba word. When they give you one word, you know how to give it back. How many of you like that? And then when they are, and you now start to do your leg like this. Hmm. What's your reaction? My own is a, and I'm that person I used to be. Like I do not lack in eloquence to respond to the degree of your intelligence. But my husband is a, my mentor is greater in that. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit had to what? Teach us. <laughs> Can you celebrate Pastor Lumini, please? <laughs> what am I saying? Or is it the one to defend yourself? I remember one time some people were doing something to my husband. Hi. And I was like, oh, let me dare. Ah. <laughs> I know. I said it. Yeah, 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 but there's a place to make it straight. And he said to me, let me see the Lord said, what does it matter? He said, the Lord said to him, are you, almost like, I'm paraphrasing, are you above the one being stepped upon? Why can't they step on you? Ah, I said step on you. He said, don't just let yourself, put your leg out for them to step on you. Do you know what that is? Have you done it with tears? You know what you can do. You know what your former self can do. But you have divorced yourself from your former self and say, hey, to be more like you, Jesus. If you're not having that moment, maybe you're not doing this Christian work. Paul said that I, I count it all lost. Not that 
He's not able to count. What he's counting is what? All loss. Did you get that? I counted all loss. Everything I've gained. He said, I was a son of Benjamin. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. When it comes to Torah, there was nobody like me. But what? Everything all. So we are saying those people that are going, do you know who I am? We introduce me to who you are. The last time I checked, you said you are born again. That should be enough. Do you know who you are? Who I am? Do you know who I am? Ah, he's still flesh that is doing gara gara inside of you. A old poor became somebody that could not respond. What am I saying? Suffering. How many of you are embracing? How many of you are ready to embrace the, the requirements? You know, they say salvation is free. But walking out of your salvation is part of the package. With fear and trembling. Why fear and trembling? Because it's not a walk in the park. Your natural instinct, your flesh will forever fight your spirit. What? You will never, how many of you wake up one day, every morning, say, ah, I feel like praying. Lebato every morning, you know, every. Please, I didn't, no, don't be ashamed. Maybe you just need to lay hands on anybody like that in the house. No, no, come on, there has to be somebody. Like you wake up from the morning, every morning, you wake up with John 3, 5. You wake up, your snow going scripture hard. Anybody like that, like you are all, you're, all the time you want to pray and study your Bible. The last time I checked, sometimes we do it not because we feel like doing it. We do it because that's who we are. That's how we feed. Anybody ready to pray this morning? Can you rise on your feet? What is the cost of following Jesus? Go back and read Mark 8, 34 to 38. And ask yourself, what is the cost of following Jesus. Let me, let me, let's take it again. What is it going to be, guys? Are you going to accept the sacrifice of Jesus? What is your choice? Are you going to sell everything to follow Jesus? He said, the kingdom is like someone that found treasure. Do you know that Christianity is treasure? Do you know that salvation is treasure? Do you know to commune with God is treasure? Do you know to hear God is treasure? Some of us say it's work. I wrote something this week. Don't let the work that God gave you became, become the reason that you don't have time for God anymore. Don't let the giftings take you away from the giver of the gifts. You will not have extra time. So what do you need to do? No do, no do. How many of you are so late for work? You don't have time that you run out naked. Anybody raise your hand. If you have done, if, chances are they will bundle you and take you somewhere. But you're so late. How many of you are so late? But you can still have time to draw the brows. Ladies, you're so late though. But you are. That late is late in you. But you can still draw the brows. So the question is not that you don't have time. The question is that you don't have time for this. What are you willing to sacrifice? Your devotion. Who has got your devotion? Jesus threw them out of the temple. And you are the temple of the almighty God. What do you need to clean out of your house? Revelation, are you going to keep seeing God men like trees? Have you, are you running with a vision that you, you didn't collect the full instruction and you have to keep going back to know the how, to know the how, to know how am I to do this? But you are running and like that man, the first time he encountered Jesus, but he still saw men like trees. But thank God he stayed long enough. Who is God separating you from? What is God separating you from? What mindsets? What school of thoughts? What mentality is a religious mentality? Is it a rebellious mentality? Come on, talk to God this morning. I'm hoping that believers will cry. And what is the cost of to follow? Guys, it will cost us. Jesus himself said it here. If you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. 
lose sight of yourself, your own interest. But guess what? The reward is nothing compared to what you sacrifice. Who are you that used to pray and win souls on the streets? But now you are too big to do it. Or maybe you forgot to talk to God this morning. You used to do some things for God on campus. It's never too late. Or maybe you are in a good place, but there's room for more. Talk to Jesus this morning. What is it going to be? What decisions? I thought I would take you through some things. Talk to God. What decisions are you going to make differently today? You cannot continue to enjoy sin and say you are struggling with sin. No. Flee from the evil appearances. Whatever it will cost to run away from sin, to stand for righteousness, do it. If it will cost you even the things you've worked hard for, let it go. Talk to God this morning. I can't hear people talk to God. You and I, Jesus, you are all that matters. You just talk to God. You are all that matters. I put you in front, in front of my desires. You are all that matters. Take one more minute and talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus, talk to Jesus, talk to Jesus. I say, Lord, I am ready. Anybody ready? I'm ready, I'm ready. You need to set that alarm again. You need to change your friends up. Do you need to be more accountable? Is it, the, is it accountability? Do you need somebody? Do I? In Jesus' name. Praise God, we're going to do one more. I just said the Lord said to me, somebody needs to be real. I didn't read that part. He said that some of you, you've, you've sacrificed everything and you've lost the real you. This morning, can we find the real you? Take away the scale. You don't want people to see you. Some of you need to talk to somebody and say, this is, who, this is who I am. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I've got. That is the only way you can get help. You are packaged even for God. You're so packaged. Nobody can catch you off guard. You're not vulnerable. Nothing. Can we? You, you are so ashamed. I don't want anybody to know. That's the fear of man. There's one that's catching you every day. So can we take the prayer again? Open your mind and begin to talk to God. Anybody ready to strip? I say, Father, I strip it. I strip it. I strip it away. Whatever I've covered up, whatever I've covered up, whatever I'm hiding under, is it your gift? Some of you, you've used your gift to cover up your inadequacies. You've used the gift to cover up the insecurities. You've used the, uh, the gift to cover up all the successes you're experiencing, to cover up the fears. You've covered up all the lack, the, 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 the desires. Come on, talk to God this morning. I say, Jesus, I let it go. I let it go. In Jesus' name we pray. All eyes closed. If you're here and you want to either give your life to Christ or rededicate, I don't want you to do on your seat. You're saying, God, today, Lord, I want to publicly say, I divorce myself from what I've used to cover up. Please come out. Wherever you are, I want to pray with you. If you're online, you can raise your hand. God bless you. I don't want you, regardless of who you are, I, I, if you, be the actual bishop of international. This is not about anybody but you. Come out this morning. Can we, church, can we just begin to pray? You want to make a public declaration? I'm dedicating my life to us. Or I'm laying aside everything that's covered up the real me. Whatever it is, let it go and talk to God this morning. As you're standing here this morning, just talk to God and say, Father, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm me to you. I'm ready to, to go back to not just doing the things I used to do, but even greater. I'm ready, Jesus. Come on, talk to God. I'm ready. I'm ready. 
Pastor, just lay your hands on, and then Maureen come. There's a lady here. Just lay your hands on the lady. Bishop will just lay hands on those guys from behind and just pray with them from behind. Just lay hands on your on their shoulders and just pray for them. Church, can you open your mouth and begin to pray? There's grace in the house. There's grace in the house. You will no longer struggle to do the things you need to do. You will no longer struggle to do the things that you're empowered to do. Some of you take strength. Take it off this morning. I will no longer struggle. There's somebody here. You know what to do, but you can't help yourself. You don't do it. But there's grace this morning. There's grace this morning to be able to do the right things, the godly things. You will no longer struggle. There's grace. You will find help. You will find courage in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you as you go back to your seat. Church, can we just lift our hands to heaven and talk to God? I say, Father, thank you. I receive your strength. I receive your strength. I receive your strength. I receive your strength in the name of Jesus. Have you been blessed? Can you jam your hands together and celebrate Jesus as you sit down? Come on, jam your hands together for Jesus. We believe that you've been richly blessed by this message. We are a ministry with a mission to spread the message of hope and love. For more information, you can follow us on our social media platforms at TFOLC Hope Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or you can visit our website www.tfolchopecenter.org. God bless you. Hope Center.